You're listening to the No Labels, No Limits podcast with best-selling author Sarah Box, where you get the inside scoop on the steps action takers and decision makers take to align their purpose to their principles and achieve their goals in business and life. We focus on the mantra, no labels, no limits, no excuses. Each week, you'll hear from remarkable guests who have overcome challenges and obstacles to succeed in the face of adversity. By listening to their stories, you'll get practical tips, tools, and resources you can implement today to bust through your own internalized prisons of worry and doubt. And now, without further ado, please welcome your commanding coach with plenty of chutzpah and heart, Sarah Box. Welcome to this episode of the No Labels, No Limits podcast, a podcast all about helping action takers and decision makers like you align their purpose to their principles and achieve their goals in business and life. Hi, I'm Sarah from Sarah Box Coaching and Consulting. I'm a change agent former executive director and best-selling author of The Changemaker Ripple Effect, a book about how one person's drive, purpose, and boldness can impact thousands. And I'm here to tell you that the life you want is possible with the right support, mindset, and strategy. On today's podcast, we are joined by Jen Sugarmeyer. Jen went from fear to fearless when she took her scars and shattered pieces and put them back into the life that was taken from her. In her mid-30s, Jen looked in the mirror and didn't recognize the person staring back at her. She was living a dark double life that no one else could see and slowly dying a little more every day right before everyone's eyes. After a decade of trying to shed her demons, Jen heard seven words that changed the course of her life. You need to learn to love yourself. It was those seven words that unlocked the key to take her power back. Battered and bruised both mentally and physically, Jen gets it because she's been there, and now she helps others do the same. Today, Jen is a coach, public speaker, and recent Amazon number one bestseller. She's been featured on CBS and ABC recently talking about staying calm in the times of crisis. And... She's trademarked her program, Reset, and is now helping others reclaim the life they too thought they'd lost. Jen has established herself as a true motivator for individuals who want to reclaim their power, find true purpose in life, and uncover their confidence and love the person in the mirror. In this episode, you're going to hear how Jen found herself a corporate businesswoman stuck in two worlds frustrated with herself, uncertain of the person she had become, and a face in the mirror she didn't recognize, how she embarked on the fight of her life, and how she overcame. And she's going to share her strength with you as she does through her speaking and coaching with others so that we can all do the same. Finally, she's going to reveal the details of her new book, Reset, which is a compelling book that will walk you through reclaiming your life so you know you can have what you deserve. So now let's welcome our guest, Jen Sugarmeyer. Hi, Jen. Hi, thanks so much for having me on the I'm, show. Oh, I'm glad. I've been waiting for this interview to come up. I want to say it's really good to have you here, but before we dive in and start talking about your content and information, the audience and I 
want to know what is one non-negotiable ritual you do every day that keeps you heading toward your big vision? So I, I, I make it a point to support myself uh, and tell myself that what I'm doing is worth it, that I am worth it, and I have self-affirmations that I run through, and that is a non-negotiable thing. I let myself know that I am wonderful and uh, what I do matters and that I'm valued and I run through my laundry list. That is non-negotiable. And you do that first thing in the day or multiple times, or how do you do that? first thing in the day, but you know, sometimes you need to remind yourself because sometimes in the morning, you know, right before you get coffee and do all your morning routine, everything is good. And then by the time the afternoon hits, life happens. And when life happens, that's when you need to retreat back to what works. And get grounded again. So why don't we start, I would say start in the beginning, but I'm not sure where your beginning is. So why don't we start on your journey and you pick the starting point but I'm really curious how you ended up in that double world, double life, and what it came to and how you got out. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm glad in your intro there was a happy ending because I was even getting a little depressed there in the beginning. So, <laughs> Hey, so, I, it's amazing what you've done. So <laughs> there you are. So, uh, so my journey really started, I, I won't bring it through every year of my life, but, but just to put it in perspective, it started when I was 12. And I had an eating disorder. And what I didn't realize was that I was creating behaviors and patterns in my life and, and feeding into an addictive behavior. And, and I wasn't cognizant of that at the time, but, you know, picking my, my face up, my, my, um, you know, self up several decades later and self-reflecting, I could see that through my eating disorder, I had learned to to really hide what I didn't want you to see. And I was very good at it. And for five years, I kept that at bay from the world. And I also had learned to, um, you know, my my reward system in my brain, I was constantly triggering it with this eating disorder. And, and there was some euphoric uh, feeling that I was getting. And so although it seemed relatively benign and, and my, you know, my intentions were not to become an alcoholic that had not crossed my mind when the, when this was happening but one thing led to another and and I do have an addictive personality and it went from one addiction to another um you know and I, I came from a household that it was you know we we just didn't just wasn't it kind of looked a little brady bunch and then so I thought that I really had to keep these things hidden in my in my life so Fast forwarding to my my mid thirties, all of a sudden, you know, although I appeared to be, I was a successful corporate businesswoman. I was climbing the ladder. I had teams globally working for me. I had a house. I had a truck. I had a, you know friends. I traveled to forty nine countries. I mean, I've been all. I got stories for days, and yet behind the scenes, I was in and out of jails. I was in and out of hospitals. My life was falling apart, and when I took a step back. I realized that it was a life of building one pot, one layer on top of each other. And, and I had allowed life to just do what it does. And, and it just piled on me and, and I had to unravel all of that. So that's really where my story all, all, all kind of came to a head. And you mentioned those seven words that were said to me. And that's really, that was, I had many, many lows. That should have been my aha moment. I mean, if you're, I've literally practiced in jail for speeches to give the CEO. I mean, this is, this is, this was my life. Talk about unmanageability. 
Thank goodness I got out and into the office on time. But so it, it, it wasn't any of those lows. It was those seven words. And, and what I heard in those seven words was, Jen, you matter. Same with my daily after affirmations, right? It's Jen, you matter. And, and he emotionally cracked me open. And I, I saw myself alone and unhappy and living this life that, that I didn't associate with. I, I didn't. I, I was the person you saw in front of you, not the person behind the scenes. But I couldn't get rid of her. So, so there's, there started my, my journey and my quest to, to reclaim my life, uh, for good. I tried for a decade to get sober and it didn't happen, but it was those seven words that really catapulted me forward. Yeah. And sometimes those words come, whether it's from a coach or a counselor, or even out of left field, you all of a sudden hear them different mm -hmm. and they resonate. Now, when you're describing all that, did your coworkers or your family even know any of this was going on? There were some that had some glimpses into my life, and I was really good about making excuses of, you know, maybe it was an isolated incident if something had happened or, or whatnot. I think my parents were were sort of aware, and and I had mentioned something a few a few years uh, before I finally did get sober about, you know, just asking if alcoholism ran in the family. I mean, I was just trying to figure it all out, you know, and, and so they, they kind of knew, but this was a journey that I had to take and, um, they were always there to support me, but I don't think anybody knew to the extent that, that it presented itself in my life. Well, and also when you're so successful, as you described, right, you're climbing, you're doing the corporate thing, people actually like what you're giving them externally, Right. So from someone else, they're going, well, she seems really successful and is performing. We don't often wonder what the cost behind that is mm -hmm. or, mm -hmm. you know, so I think it's a I, I just think it's really brave to do that. Now, did you change everything at once or how did you reconcile that? Uh, so I started doing, I tried and true to, to an addict. I decided to go full force <laughs> into really my, my recovery. And, and like I mentioned, I had tried for a decade before, but I don't think I was ready. You talked about, you know, hearing those words and sometimes you just hear them differently. And maybe people had said that along the way, this happened to be a gentleman that, that I was dating at the time. I finally said, I'm ready to date. You know, I thought maybe dating him would fix me, that poor guy. But, you know, he, when he said that, that, I mean, maybe it was just the stars aligned, but, but it really, it, it gelled in my head and we only lasted for another two weeks, but, but I, I was committed to myself at that point. Everything to me now made sense. And I had found the key that kind of unlocked everything and it was getting to know myself. So I, I started down this, this path of just trying all of these different things. And I was aware that there were things in my life that weren't serving me, like my anger. I had an anger problem. Now, to, would people have put that as a characteristic of Jen Sugarmeyer? No. And many are, are, you know, that are close to me are surprised that that's even part of my journey. But I tell you what, when I got in that vehicle and I was driving and there was traffic and there were people that didn't drive the way I thought they should drive, my, my blood pressure and my, and so it was those little things. And I was, I was constantly going up and down and, oh, this person's not good at their job. And, you know, and, and so it was just dealing with a lot of those and, 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 what I realized was that I was harboring, I, mean, I was, I was allowing these things into my life to just weigh me down. And I, and I, I wasn't able to reach my potential because I was carrying them around. 
So to answer your question, I, I kind of did start a lot of different things at the same time, but but I would get through a couple of principles, really understand them. You know, I want to address my anger. I want to um, work on minimizing things in my life. I want to, and and I started writing them all down. Some things worked, some things didn't. And so what I did is after about eight months, and I told myself I was committed to doing this for a year. And after about eight months, I said, you know what? I'm working a program here. I'm, I'm, I've, I have found for the first time in my life something that works for me. And my story is unique, but I'm not unique in the sense that life has piled on, life has piled on every single one of us. None of us are that same five-year-old child running around catching fireflies. Life has happened. And if, and if I can make these changes in my life through this program, so can others. And so I had, was just very diligent about what worked. And then on my one-year sobriety date, that's when I started writing Reset. And so my entire program is, is based off of the trademarked Reset, which stands for Recognize, Eliminate, Structure, Elevate, and Transform. So, uh, so in a sense, it was trying a lot of things at the same time, uh, but I found what worked and, and I really took the time to understand all of those principles and how they applied to my life. Where did you get your persistence in that? Because I would imagine like with anything that's new or changing or challenging, it can be hard, right? You hit a wall and you think, ugh. Um, so how did you stay on your path? I, I think for my personality specifically, I, I sort of have this all or none. I, I hate, there's one word in the English dictionary and I absolutely, I, I hate it. It's called... Um, moderation. <laughs> I don't get it. So I'm kind of all or none. But um, so, so I realize that that's a characteristic to myself. Sometimes that's a good thing. Sometimes that can be a bad thing. But you know, I, I, it's, it's waking up and, and telling yourself that you're worth it. You know, I had post-it notes in the mirror saying, you are a good child. You are a good sister. You are. And then I just went through and I did, it didn't matter if I believed it or not, but I told myself that I was worth it every single day. And, and if you, if you wake up and you set your intentions, you know what? I am, I am going to get through this. I am going to, I want that five-year-old child to look at me and say, you know what? I'm so proud of how you grew up. And if, and if I can make her happy. Man, so that's what kept me going. So yeah, there's a little bit of the, you know, my, my all or nothing personality, but it's continuing to remind yourself because life still was piling on me through that entire year. I still had to deal with things. And oh, by the way, you know, I was, you know, detoxing, which is terrible. And, you know, I mean, just like all the, th it was just like my head was a mess, but, uh, but, you know, I got through it and, and you just have to one step at a time of feeling stuck and ending with the same result? Want to know how Sarah can help you with one-on-one -on -one or organizational coaching? Then book your free discovery call at sarahbox.com forward slash contact. Now back to the show. What can we draw or can others who are trying to follow a similar path draw from just setting intention? What does that allow us when we have clear intention? You know, if, if there's a there's a saying, and if it's those who stand for nothing will fall for anything, right? And I, and I think very much of like setting a building a house on sand. You know, same thing. It's if you don't have that proper foundation, if you don't have those goals in your life that you're driving towards, you're you're just kind of floating in the wind, and. 
So for me, I wanted to be intentional. I wanted to live with a purpose. I wanted to go out, you know, know exactly what, what, what I was going towards, right? I don't know what my path is going to look like, but I know that I am number one. I have to set those boundaries and in, in, in place in my life. And so waking up and, and being intentional about how I'm going to live and the things that I'm going to do, that helps give me purpose and meaning and direction. And again, things can change, but at least I'm moving towards something on a solid foundation. Will you walk us through, you know, your, the reset framework a bit and talk about um, the book a bit more so that folks understand. And, and actually I'd like for them to understand why they should check it out as well. Yeah. So I I've boiled everything that I've done. Um, there are chapters, probably four or five chapters within each one of the, the four or the five steps, but really R stand, stands for recognize. And it's recognizing that there's a behavior or um, something in your life that isn't serving you uh, and committing to that change. And so for, for me specifically, my, my failure points had come, you know, I, I wasn't ready. I wasn't committed to that change. I, I was always making excuses. So R is, is that recognizing that there's something that doesn't serve you and saying, you know what, there's no more excuses enough is enough, and, and baselining with yourself where you're at. Eliminating is, is where you really start to get into your, into your mind and start to, to reframe. It's a very powerful chapter uh, or section, I should say, and that's eliminating what doesn't serve you in, in, in your life. And that, you know, and I, I walk through, um, the, the book is written between me and you. This is this, and there are exercises in the book for you to walk through, and some are, you know, go to your closet and see what are those low-hanging fruits that that's just causing clutter in your life. And then what are some of those things, those people, places, things, ideologies that are toxic, that are weighing you down? And don't worry about every, every, anything in, in, in between, right? Don't, don't, don't change your job right now, right? <laughs> just look at the low-hanging fruit and the toxic things. And then, so what, once those things aren't once you realize what is not serving you, it's, it's how can we frame things around some of this negativity that's in your life and say, and what I do with my clients is how do we make that a positive situation, right? So this is, this is ridiculous. I hate admitting this, but it's in the book. So if you, if you get the book, you'll read it anyhow. But I used to judge people when they couldn't park, right? Or if somebody was going to like park in my spot at work and oh, by the way, I didn't have it wasn't reserved parking. So it wasn't like my spot, right? But I would get angry. I would get angry about these little things. And so I would go through this, this activity with myself and I would say, okay, Jen, well, first of all, you don't always park straight. So there's that. And second of all, if you want to get here at 5 a.m., then you can have that parking spot. So I would just reframe things in my mind instead of getting angry about them. So that's really what eliminating is about. It's, it's powering your mind. Standards um, or structure is about putting those standards and boundaries. And when I think of boundaries, I love boundaries. Boundaries are like the, the bumpers on, on a bowling lane, you know, and they keep your mind from going in the gutter. It's how can you structure? So once you've recognized you need a change and, and you eliminate these things from your life, how do you keep those out? How do you get through your life on a day-to-day and, and you, 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 you block those and, and you put structure in your life that, that you're just rolling through life and, and you've almost got the shield around you armor that mind. Uh, elevate is really um, in living in an elevated lifestyle. It's finding your purpose. It's living in today. It's finding gratitude and, and things that are, that are light and, and that are going to build you up. 
And the, finally, the transformation, it's about, this isn't about reading a book one time or listening to a podcast and saying, yeah, that sounded really good. It's about making it a lifestyle and how to, how to make sure that what you've read, that this does become a lifestyle. It's about self-reflecting. It's about constantly being in your thoughts and connecting with that person inside and, and how you can have permanent transformation in your life. So that on a high level is reset, uh, what the, the trademark as well as the name of the book. So I love it. And I really like the piece about the, you know, making it a part of your life, not just a one and done check the box. Oh, I did that book. I did that exercise, but really owning it. Right. Mm -hmm. I think as we're wrapping this interview, I would like to ask you to speak to something kind of timely right now. I know that you've been on national broadcast networks and talking about how to stay calm in times of crisis. In this case, you know, we're talking about the current national, well, inner worldwide pandemic, but crisis can also come as a crisis of faith or a crisis of just like waking up one day and having things be chaotic around you and know something's wrong. So how do we stay calm in times of crisis? Yeah, and we have options. And we always have to remember that we have options in our life. And we have the choice. So we look at the pandemic around us. And and there's a lot of fear and anxiety and a lot of unknown. And, and it's very easy to get caught up in, in kind of that, that panic mode. But and And there's so many things that are out of our control. We don't control the spread. Well, do, do stay at home. We can all do our part with, with staying at home, but we don't have control over, over the death rate and the, and the spread and, and all of these, you know, the, the layoffs and it, it's, it's happening around us. But what we do have control over is staying positive within our minds and looking at our space and saying, you know what, I can't control the fact that I can't I don't know, go to the gym, but I can work out at home. I can't control the fact that I, I can't go to the office, but I can choose to you know, spend time with my family now. I can reconnect with friends that I haven't. I can get on a video teleconferencing. So it's understanding that and focusing on what do we control? And that's really where Elevate comes from in, in the book. It's, it's living in the here. It's living in the now and being grateful. Grateful for not just those things that you have, but also those things that you don't have. And I think this is a good opportunity for all of us to really take a step back and take a look at our lives and say, you know what, what are some of those projects we've been wanting to do? What are, who are some of the people I haven't talked to in a while? You know, which aunt or uncle is maybe sitting at home that could really use a phone call. And so, you know, it, it's really easy for us to get put to, to, to get in that mode of, of panic. And, you know, it's, it's hard not to, you have social media, have, you have the news I mean, everywhere you look, every, not one person in this world isn't affected right now. There's over 7 billion people. How do you not get wrapped up? You focus on what you have. You focus on what you can, what you can control and, and you live in that space and, and you make, you can make your mind happy by putting those boundaries and living in an elevated state. Okay, one last question for you. So if you would go back in your mind and look at little Jen at five, what's she thinking about you right now? Oh, you know, I, she, she thought she was going to be on stage. So I think she's still waiting for me to be a singer. But, you know, I, I still may do that. So but I think she's pretty proud of, uh, proud of herself right now. I mean, she probably grew. I'm six foot one, probably grew a little taller than she thought she was going to be. <laughs> But, uh, you know, I, I think, I know she's proud 
of me and I know I am. And when I talk to my parents, I know that they are. And it's, it's such an amazing feeling being from, from where I was, you know, several years ago to, to where I am today. And I just keep telling myself that. Well, when you speak and you talk, I get pictures, right? There's something about how you talk that I see pictures. So I just keep getting this, which is why I asked you that question. I get this picture of you kind of like walking along with a mini you in your hand, like just kind of cruising, talking. And that's why I wanted to ask that because I just think, I think you two walk together all the time. Yeah. Yeah. She, she, she keeps me grounded. She's like, Hey, what are you doing? (laughs) Make me proud. Jen, thank you so much. And thanks for sharing both your story, but your wisdom, because right now we need it more than ever. And um, we will have links for how people can get a hold of you and follow up with you and, and participate in your coaching or other offerings that you have indefinitely to your book, Reset. Yeah. And, and I actually just put a freebie out online. Um, it's a concept that I, that I call date yourself and it has nothing to do with if you're in a relationship or not. It's about treating you the way that you would date you. And so it's tips and tricks. So I think that's a great time to reconnect with yourself. Use this gift of time that we've all been given to reconnect with yourself. It doesn't matter how busy your life is, even if it's that five minutes of peace that you find uh, in, in your mind after you read this. So I would encourage you to go out and get that freebie. And uh, yeah, you can find me on Jen Sugarmeyer. I'm the one and only Jen Sugarmeyer. So <laughs> Jen who else can say that, you know? I love it. I love I, it. It's cool. As long as you spell it right. Yeah. <laughs> that helps. Yeah. That helps. And so folks who want to know, it's G-E, not G-A-R. So Jen. Yeah. S-U-G-E-R. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. all right. Jen, we'll be back. I'm going to go actually check out your freebie because I think that's pretty cool. So thank you. Yes. Thanks for having me. You've been listening to the No Labels, No Limits podcast with best-selling author, change agent, and strategic vision coach, Sarah Box. You can grab the show notes and find out how to work with Sarah at sarahbox.com forward slash no labels, no limits podcast. We'd love this podcast to reach as many people as possible. So please remember to rate, leave a five-star review and share the podcast with someone you think would get value from this conversation. Until next time, keep taking those daily action steps to align your purpose to your principles and achieve your goals in business and life.